This is your Sporting Edge, 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you worked hard for? Yeah! You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh! Oh! When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Any other questions? Ninety-one-seven, The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Welcome into Hawk Talk on this very gloomy, icy, cold, slick, snowy, sleety, whatever you want to call it, Tuesday, wherever you happen to be listening to. Unless you're just somewhere like southern Miami or, you know, somewhere nice like Arizona where you're probably in like 60s and you're probably just laughing at us right now. If that's the case, then I'm salty. Anyways, hi. Um, Welcome, welcome into today's show. We actually have a semi- decently packed house today which is the first time probably all semester so far because we've been operating with either two or three people not including myself so if if i can actually turn on uh you guys there in the fishbowl i actually have to turn on people in the fishbowl now this is weird uh it's it's very weird but we have your our usual cast of characters uh, I, myself, Connor, Eric, Adrian, and Joe Kabicki, as well as a new one. So, please, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Dayton Geesey, adding on to the crowd here. Welcome. Welcome aboard. So, we'll just start with you, because we normally go around the around the room with uh, introductions and everything. So, Dayton, how are you? Which, by the way, uh, if the voice sounds familiar, he did have the call with Mandy, it was, and the, like... Uh, Platteville the Platteville game, game about a yeah. week about a week, week or ago. so ago now yeah yep. but uh yeah so how are you doing today i'm pretty good how are you connor i'm doing all right yeah. i'm doing all right always uh, good uh any uh, any classes at all today or anything like that only one which was awesome so you know just been chilling all day didn't get canceled nope early in the morning oh so. all right not too bad eric what jersey is it today um, this is the jersey I first time ever wearing it. Uh, my mom sent me a package. This was supposed to be a Christmas gift. Uh-huh. It was just being shipped. This is a uh, Brett Favre high school jersey. Huh. Yeah, I uh, have an Atlant- Atlanta Falcons one coming too, but that one's still being mailed. Nice. Yes, she, uh, late Christmas presents coming to me, so. You know, it's just February. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's buying them, uh, I don't know where she got them from, but... Some place it's taken a long time to ship them. I, I'm thinking of one place, but I, but I, obviously for reasons that are e- rather illegal. Yeah. I can't I can't say over the air, but I'm assuming that's where she got them. Anyways, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, last week or so, I've been battling a sinus infection. Right. Finally, starting to uh, feel a little better. Still not uh, 100% or anything like that, but I'm doing all right. Uh, glad to be here back on Hawk Talk. So. All righty. Adrian, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That's about it. I don't like this weather. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm not pleased with this weather at all. That's that's really about it. That's like how my day is because uh, every winter 
Um, I average about four slips and falls a, uh, a winter. This year, I haven't fallen once. And with this ice outside, knock on wood, it, it, it looks like it's coming soon. For the record, that was you knocking, right? I, it thought, was. It was, I thought it was somewhere else. I was like I looking all around. I was like, who's knocking on the door? Yeah, I okay. knocked on wood. Okay. <laughs> whatever this table's fall, made whatever of. This table. <laughs> I, mean, there's, I mean, the door is made of wood, and you're right n- next to it. But I took the chance <laughs> on this hypothetical wood. All right. Well, with that, Joe, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, I'm, I'm like Adrian. The weather was just <coughs> nasty today, especially walking over here. I really didn't want to make the trek all the way in here but nonetheless i'm here so um, it's not been an awful day but i had one of my classes get canceled this afternoon so lucky you yeah yep. let me just move this so i can see everybody okay good uh it's funny because like I, I know like you didn't want to come here uh like walking across campus which i don't fault you uh that's kind of the same boat I was in, but it's funny because all of us have to be back here later tonight when the temperature drops and everything's probably going to freeze over. Oh, yeah. So I hope you guys know how to ice skate. <laughs> well, it was just bad on the way up here because, like, walking away from the station isn't bad because it, it, uh, all the rain and stuff blows into your back, but walking up here. The wind. Was it the wind right and rain? Yep, that's exactly what I dealt with. And, like, you and I were leaving here earlier, like, around, like, one-ish, and, like, the ground was just, like, slushy, and that all went away, but now it's just you're just dealing with, like, it just feels like icicles are just falling out the sky now yeah because so. it's it's sleeting not raining and so that that hurts i don't like it when it hurts your face <laughs> <laughs> it's unnecessary <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah my my day was okay um i just got back from watching uh united play and actually win three zip so I'm, I was actually very excited. I think I think people on my floor are like kind of judging me because all you heard was just me scre- like screaming at at my laptop because it wasn't on TV. But I was like screaming at my laptop because it was like because it was like on you know like the live extra thing, not screams of irritation, like screams of like joy. And everyone was just I think maybe all of them were kind of like weirded out because normally they just hear me dropping a whole bunch of words I'm not supposed to say on radio because I'm mostly playing FIFA <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like screaming to the top of my lungs, but. So I think the fact that I was like cheering was worrisome to them, but no, my day has been my day has been all right. I uh, woke up early, had to had to work over at the station. Pretty, it's just a slow day overall. Everyone's kind of just taking it easy, uh, just because of the weather, you know. Like we got off easy because like the snow line just missed us, but uh, it's just gonna like ice up and everything. So uh, to everyone dr- driving or walking around, and even for tomorrow too. Because it's supposed to be even worse with conditions and everything, just like not from the air, but from like ground wise. Uh, just everyone be safe and, you know, yeah, if you're driving, obviously buckle up, be cautious. And if you're walking, you know, hope you have un- shoes with traction. That's the biggest thing. Like wear shoes with traction. But, uh, Eric, you have the World Roundup? Uh, yes, I do. Alrighty, you want to get to it? Yep. Let's do it. All right, I'll go back to Monday and Tuesday, I guess, kind of, because there's nothing going on Monday and Tuesday, or today, I guess. Uh, but tomorrow, women's basketball takes on UW-Stevens Point, Stevens Point at 7 p.m. Men's basketball all taking on UW-Stevens Point as well, but that's at Stevens Point, and that starts at 7 p.m. as well. Then Thursday, wrestling versus UW-Parkside in the Sake Bottle Battle. That is starts at 7 p.m. And there's nothing on Friday, so I'll go into Saturday, a uh, jam-packed Saturday here. Men's swimming at UW-Lacrosse at 1 p.m. Uh, women's swimming at 
UW Lacrosse at 1 p.m. as well. Women's basketball at UW Lacrosse at 3 p.m. And then gymnastics in the Gustavus Adolphus or versus Gustavus Adolphus, and that's a breast cancer meet at 4 p.m. Wrestling takes uh, in the Blue Gold Open in Eau Claire, Wisconsin at 9 a.m. Men's tennis versus Kenyon College out of Ohio, and that's taking place in Chicago, Illinois. And then men's track versus point in the Pointer Invite, uh, obviously in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. That's at 10.30. And women's track in the same Pointer Open in Stevens Point. Then men's tennis is taking on the University of Chicago at 6 p.m. And men's basketball takes on UW Lacrosse, and that's home at 7 p.m. And there is nothing on Sunday, so that is it. That's the uh, Warhawk Roundup, a little shorter, shorter edition of it this time. Ooh, not bad, not bad. I mean, everybody gets to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, oh, at yeah. least now. Definitely. So there's that. Let me turn on fade and everything. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay, that's weird. Why? Why are you making that sound? Stop making that sound. This is probably my headphones, but. Uh, no. no, you guys can hear it too. Yep. Okay, what it? What is it? Is, is, is it one of you guys? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, what? Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, that oh, it's that thing. Oh, no, it's it's got the sensitive mic. That yeah, it's that like is. Thing right here. Yep, there it is. Cool. And there it is. Yep. Eric, you gotta hold it the rest. Of the show. Yeah, nope, nope, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Just go. go. Touch it. Don't. Yeah, we're Dungeon. good. We're good. But yeah, we, 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 had my, we had problems that last semester, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think a little bit. Right. But uh, so so obviously, like this week, uh, it's pre- it's uh, the su- it's Super Bowl week, so we're going to continue on like every single day talking about different things uh, regarding the Super Bowl. Tomorrow, uh, just a heads up, Eric and whoever else comes on Hawk Talk tomorrow, uh, I'm going to like veer away from the game a little bit. We'll talk about something like more like fun-ish, but still Super Bowl-related. Don't know what it is yet, but I'll figure it out tonight. Uh, probably something regarding uh, like prop bets and everything. But I'm keeping a Super Bowl theme with it. But before we get into Super Bowl today, I know you didn't want to talk about it, Adrian, but I feel like I have to because a this is something that was brought up months ago, and people sometimes some people talked about it, I talked about it, and some people blew it off like yeah, yeah whatever. Now for whatever reason, it's back out today. With a lot more noise, and now for whatever reason, more people are paying it more attention. I don't know if it's because the Warriors are just already w- world beaters, but word came out that in adi- that with the addition of the new t- with the, with the new TV contract kicking in for the NBA, which means the salary cap is going to go up pretty nicely, and the fact that the Warriors are somehow, some way already in a fairly good spot financially. They don't have as big of a financial hit, and you have a couple contracts that are going to be gone. Uh, Andre Gudala being one of them, he's on a, he's on his uh, contract year. The report came out that this free agency, if Kevin Durant were to test free agency and to leave Oklahoma City, none other than the Golden State Warriors would be hands down the front runner to somehow some way land Kevin Durant and the reactions have been mixed with this is on this is on this would be unfair this is an NBA 2k dream team this is bad for the league this is great for the league this is great this is great for the league and bad for LeBron this is this this is that this is the other there's people who who are just saying this would be like unbelievable then there's me who posted on Facebook saying that I'd probably cry 
because I probably would and realize that my team would never win a finals ever. So, that's I want to get your guys' reactions. Does I guess the big thing is is does it is it is it logical? Does this even make sense? Is this good for anybody involved in the in the logical sense that Kevin Durant goes to go to Golden State? Anyone who wants to take it, go ahead. I don't think that's I don't really think that's going to happen. Um I don't really think it's logical. Yeah, obviously any free agent if Golden State has money to sign him, they're obviously going to be the front runner right now looking at it before free agency is here because they're just the best team in the league. So you would assume that people want to sign with the best team, but LeBron, he's a free agent this sum- this summer. What's to say he's not uh what's to say that Golden State's not a front runner with him too? Like anyone who's a free agent, you'd think if the best team in the league has quite a bit of money to spend that they would go after the best player and I would think that they would sign LeBron in in that situation but I don't think either of those make sense I don't really think that the Golden State Warriors uh would really have a need to go out and get that I guess piece that's, like that <clears throat> I guess that's the probably the big question do they need him like what's the point of a Kevin Durant when you have a Clay Thompson well to and make a, money the point the point isn't to make money it's to win games but like winning games makes you no 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 because it it comes it's a business. All sports are a business. It's not that's not the point though. The uh, point uh, is to win championships. Talk to, oh, talk to the executives. Po- I'm talking <laughs> about play. I'm talking about <laughs> Kevin Durant. I mean, Steph Curry. with or without Kevin Durant, they're set up to win games. So why not? If you have the money to sign a piece like Kevin Durant, why not? But does this make but sense? Because look at all the situations you could cause on the roster. You're gonna have to at and least they cut make, one or two. And they wouldn't make money if they give him a massive contract. And then you have to deal with player morale because money talks. But if your team Miami? gets ticked off, what about the big three in Miami? You know, LeBron James made that team a ton of money. At the end, it screwed. He screwed them over. But but it gives them. I, I see the. But the situations are a little bit different. Like there is some. There's like the Miami Heat had. Players on the rise, and then a, and then a, and then a all star, all star veteran who's like declining, who then had a career resurgence after a while. Everybody in the Warriors just happens to be in the prime, and they're doing pretty fine without him. They're about to break a record. So, what's the point of a Kevin Durant? Well, let's, I would say that uh, with Kevin Durant being involved, it wouldn't be just Steph Curry because Steph Curry has been the guy, obviously there, and um, it'd be more of a playmaker and he's always having to play make for that team other than Draymond Green but even with the resurgence of Draymond Green now really coming to fruition um, Kevin Durant definitely gives him another score to really shoot the ball that's another shooter that you don't have to worry about too much and with possibly losing Iguodala in free agency now and uh, Harrison Barnes is his contract expiring also and they couldn't agree to a restrict, restricted deal this off season, this past off season. So, you know, you gotta really think about what are you gonna have to do with your small forward position going forward. Anyone? I, I don't know. I don't think that they need them. I mean, if they can, if they can keep the guys that they have. I mean, they've got some guys up for contracts or whatnot, other free agency stuff. But uh, I mean, if it's not their system is not broke, so why fix it? And if you sign somebody like this, that eats up a big chunk of your payroll. Uh, and uh, frankly, I but don't keep in mind the salary cap is about to take a massive. Hike. That's true, but still, I mean, you still don't want to spend any more money than you have to. 
I mean, like Adrian said, it is a business, and it's not like the team's struggling where they need to put uh, win games, try to turn the season around, and put butts in the seat. I'm, I mean, it's. I don't think it makes sense. I feel like it's going to change their team dynamic, and it's not going to work. I mean, would this be good for the league? I guess that like would this like would this be good as a league? Because the Warriors already. The, the kind of thing is just like you look at a Warriors who are they playing you're just like who do they play win oh they're playing a competitive team they'll still somehow win now let's say they maybe get rid of one piece maybe an Andre Iguodala who's kind of who's a spot starter now and you were and you plug in a Kevin Durant then you kind of look at this then you kind of look at it just like whoa they could very well run the table if they truly wanted to obviously the games don't need to be played so this is like good for the league I mean, obviously the same thing has happened in Boston. It's happened in Miami. Granted, the situations have been a lot different. This is the first time that a team who have all, who are already winning everything that they possibly could so far could possibly win, what, more, which is kind of absurd to say. Does this make sense from a league standpoint, or is this something where Adam Silver is going to be like, hang on one second, guys? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that... I don't think really with Adam Silver, I don't think he really could do anything about it because if you're still under the league cap and all uh, with the luxury tax and all that, I don't think it would really matter too much because with Steph Curry, you know, he's got a, a smaller deal with only making two, $22 million over two years left over his contract. And then you lock up Draymond Green in this offseason with his max deal, and then you still got Clay Thompson. But um, obviously some – people are going to be pretty upset because with Harrison Barnes, he's been a good piece for them. But, um, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice. If you do want KD, um, you're definitely going to have to let him let Harrison Barnes walk because you're not going to be able to afford him with if you do sign KD. But I don't think it's going to happen. But logically, because obviously, you know, with Kevin Durant being 27 years old, he still wants he wants to win championships now. So, you know, from his personal standpoint, he definitely wants to win but I don't think a lot of people are going to be very happy about this situation if it does come about. So I guess my thing is this. I'll just go around the room real quick. Let's assume it's free agency right now. Kevin Durant tests free agency. I'll start with Joe. Does he or does he not sign with Golden State? If free agency were to start tomorrow and teams were able to sign the dotted line tomorrow, season's over, doesn't matter who won the NBA final. Like, let's, yeah, let's just say the Golden State War is repeated, okay? And free agency starts next day and players get signed on the dotted line. Do they or do they, does Kevin Durant sign? Does he stay in Oklahoma or does he go to Golden State? Or does he go out or does he go somewhere else? Keep in mind, Washington is his hometown, and that's yeah. the team that's also the favorite. Uh, I say no, he's not signing with Golden State. Adrian? I can't predict that. I mean, well, I mean there's, <laughs> there's, there's so he's, many other factors. He's, been, he's had his entire career in, in Seattle slash Oklahoma City. Um, you know, now there's Washington has been thrown around the past few years. Now the Warriors. I even saw something about the Lakers. the Lakers and Russell Westbrook when his contract is up. So you can't really predict that. But going back to the question you asked before this one, is this good for the league? I think it's great for the league. I mean, w you mentioned Boston, the big three there. That was great for the league. Uh, the big three in Miami, mm -hmm. that was great for the league. Um, anytime you have the ability to watch 
this many great athletes on the same court, it's always good good for the league. Even if they do bad, it's still good for the league because it, people are talking about it. So I don't know if he'll go to Golden State or not. Um, but I would like to see it. It would be really interesting to see. And uh, like D said, with uh, expiring contracts at the same position and uh, an increased uh, cap space, why not? You know how many Durant Warriors jerseys you're gonna sell? A lot. A lot. With uh, with with already the amount of Curry jerseys you sell and the amount of Green jerseys you sell and the amount of Thompson jerseys you sell, and it's gonna be sold out seats every night. I, I, you're gonna make tons of money as a war. I mean, you're gonna be giving up a lot of money, but you're gonna make the money they're gonna be making in revenue. Exactly. So, and if it works out. And you start and you you win like Eric wants to, then you know. <laughs> I mean, you're winning now. I don't think uh, adding Kevin Durant might hurt that. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously, you're but. gonna you're gonna continue to make money. So it so. sounds like you're saying yes from a financial standpoint. Like yes, yeah. he like yes, as in yes as in he should. Like it's a like financial standpoint, it would yes. be a massive fit. And it'd be fun yes. to watch That's for sure. True. Oh so. yeah. Yes, that we could be looking at a team that goes eighty-two and L. Very well. With that being that good of a team, that's true. Eric, does he? Does he not sign <clears throat> with Oklahoma? Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he will. Did, sign I, say with, Oklahoma, uh, did I say Oklahoma? I mean Golden State. Yeah, I don't think he'll sign with Golden State. Dayton, does he? Does he not? I'm gonna say no because you also got to look at with the Bronze. You know, when he left for the Miami Heat, how much of a villain he became. Do we want to? Does Kevin Durant really want to become that person <clears throat> on and take on? that role of maybe being more hated. I think he's too good of a guy to really leave the Oklahoma City Thunder just because I think they've built something very very well and just having Russell Westbrook next to him, I don't think he really would want to leave that good of a team because they are a very deep team. Thunder have done as much as they can to keep him and like build around him and get to a championship, but you know with the Warriors being so good, that could definitely change his mind, possibly. I would say... Oh, wait, where is anyone? Were you going to say something? Were yeah, you say something? I mean, uh, he's not a bad guy, and, and just because you're leaving the team doesn't make you a villain. Uh, he hasn't won. He wants to win, and the reason I think is different from LeBron is because LeBron made it a big spectacle. Right. If he goes into free agency and says, I'm looking at teams, I'm going to sign with this team, regardless of what team it is, and, and go about business as usual, um, then he's fine. If he's going to put a big spectacle on like LeBron James did and have a big one-hour uh, segment on, oh, where's LeBron going to go? Right. That's, I mean, I think that's why he was portrayed as villain. And then when it gets to Miami, Miami he's like, oh, we're going to win one, not one, not two, not three, not four. We're going to win seven. And he starts putting this villain costume on, and then that's what happens. Uh, so it all depends on the way Kevin Durant handles the offseason. Oh, yeah, for sure. He he seems like a quiet guy, so, you know, with him, I think his personality, he would definitely be kind of the guy to lay low. You know, Oklahoma City's always been a franchise that's kind of laid low a little bit, but with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook really making them rem- the emergence of that team, they have really starting to shine. Right. I would say if I had to pick right now what they do, I would say he does not. If he goes anywhere, <clears throat> if he were to leave, it's an Eastern Conference team. And then that Eastern Conference team, by default, in my opinion, is, is Washington. 
And the reason I say that is because, yes, the situation, like, if he were, like, let's assume he does leave. Let's assume, like, we don't know where he's going to go, but he, but we do know that he leaves Oklahoma. He's not resigning. The difference between he and LeBron, like you said, is the decision. Like, the, anyone who makes a decision, even if it's, like, some mid-tier player, you know, like a, like a second, like, there's elite, then first, then second. If, say, like, a second-tier player made some big spectacle about it, like, we'd probably hate him even though we really wouldn't care, but oh, yeah. even though he's irrelevant to us because it's just, like, well, partially because it would be, like, who do you think you are? And then right. the other part of it is just, it, just tell us, just, just announce on Twitter or just, you have your agent tell us where you're going and sign the dotted line and go. Pack your bags and go. Now, if he, let's hypothetically say that Kevin Durant, you know, nice guy. He's had his runs with the media and everything and whatnot. Uh, he's becoming a, lo- a little bit more uh, outspoken and everything, but still a rel- relatively one of those uh, laid-back guys. Let's say he does leave for an, for a for a Golden State, and he doesn't make a big spectacle about it. He just really, he, you know, he just takes out an ad that we see players do time in and time out. They take out an ad in like the local newspaper, basically thanking the fans, the organization, the city, the state, everything. We've seen uh, Lamarcus Aldridge did it uh, when he when he left to go to San Antonio recently. Ray Allen did it uh, when he left Boston. I still think if you were if you were to go to oh, Golden State, there wouldn't be LeBron like resentment. But there would be resentment because who are the top three teams we always talk about when it comes to the Western Conference? The, Sp- the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Thunder. And it's mostly the Spurs, and then it's like in no particular order anywhere below that. So for him to literally say, hey, I'm sick and tired of this. Like, I loved my time here, but I'm going to go to the team that's been destroying you guys for as long as I've been around here since they started winning. That would, I mean, people, I mean, there's going to be some resentment. That's going to be like a massive slap to the face. Understandably so. There's going to be a lot of resentment. You know, he might get some booze and everything and whatnot. But, he, but as far as like league-wide, like villain, like everybody hating him, probably not. Like, probably not. There'll it, be resentment from OKC fans. Yeah, yeah there'll be yeah, resentment from OKC it. fans oh, yeah. and maybe Washington. If you can't beat them, join them. You know, that's the right. thing. Right. I mean, look at... Uh, um, if anything, I feel like it might be a little bit worse because the Warriors are winning a lot, and Miami is kind of just like meh there when LeBron. Well, went. if you look at look, look at the the baseball offseason, Jason Hayward left the Cardinals to go to the Cubs. Right? There's resentment a ton from St. Louis, and that's it. Nobody else has a problem with it. Right? And Cubs fans are like losing their mind. Static. So right. well, it'll be the same situation. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going behind that too. Jason Hayward's, you know, his quotes that he said about the St. Louis getting too old. That was kind of a slap to the face for Cardinal fans <clears throat> because it's not that they're getting old. It's just it's just some of their core players, and he he's not the guy that the Cardinals thought he was to pass the torch on to right. as far as wanting to build a new core. You know, they're not really getting old just because they're core guys that started the whole thing, you know, when they started winning in 2006 and then 2011. But right. now you got the younger players like Piscotty and – uh, Grichik are the two guys they're going to be really relying on to maybe make a big season out of that. So we'll see. Right. But it's it's like just general. It's the same right. concept. Oh yeah, totally understandable. That's that's usually how it goes. I mean, that's sports for you. That's the excitement that you get from sports, and always wonder where free agents are going to de- necessarily go. Right. So, but I mean, if I had to choose, and then we'll move on to the next topic uh, for like the la- next half hour or of the show. If I had to choose. I would say if he leaves, 
he goes to Washington and into and in the Eastern Conference because if he were to leave and go anywhere in the West, I'm talking even if it was the lowly Lakers or if he goes to Golden State, there would be a lot like there would be a a lot of people ticked off at him because he went if he does go to the worst he went from it he it's yes it's all if you can't beat him join him thing but it's the fact of who he joins is kind of just like okay that's a little bit wonky <clears throat> and then the other reason and then the other reason why i think he it, not not a lot of people would give him much uh flack if he went to washington it's because well i mean everyone loves the hometown story and i mean who doesn't want to see more of LeBron versus Kevin Durant? But all I will say is this. Wherever he goes, if he does leave Oklahoma City, that fan base just got a just got a good million new fans they never knew they had. Yeah, a lot of bandwagoners. A lot of bandwagoners. Yeah. If if he goes to if he goes to the Warriors, we thought that we thought they were Warriors fans were good but were bad before. It'll be like the Walking Dead with Warrior fans. I would Just say everywhere. I would say warrior. I would say warrior fans would be worse than Miami Heat fans. Yeah, when they had LeBron. Yeah, that's for sure. And I was one of them. I cannot tell a lie. Um, like I won't sit here and and try to like I liked the Heat before, but I liked them a lot more when LeBron went. Right. Ask me how much I care about the Heat now. Not nearly Not as much. much. Um, but moving on. To uh, I just want to. I just wanted to uh, talk about the whole Kevin Durant thing because that's basically taken Facebook and Twitter and everything by storm. Uh, back to the big thing that's obviously that we are, that's obviously going on, and it's Super Bowl Sunday coming up. There's a Super Bowl going on. Yeah, there's oh, a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I don't know. I didn't know that. I, 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 you know, I thought it was just a puppy bowl, but it turns out there's also a football game breaking out. Uh, there's only there's also news that came out about the Super Bowl today, and that's just that Lady Gaga is performing the national anthem. Does anybody any that that does that do anything for anybody in here? Not really. I don't no. like it. All I don't right. really care no. about her All right. too much. <laughs> I just, just thought I'd throw that we out there. We should have, okay, it's 2016. Yes. We're in the future. We should have a hologram of Whitney Houston singing the national. Super Bowl. National. Or the, <laughs> the, singing the Super Bowl. Singing the national anthem. Well, I mean, you technically really weren't, ro- you weren't wrong before. But <clears throat> we should have that. That would be fantastic. Being with the 50th Super Bowl, that's kind of unfortunate true. for being having Lady Gaga's. I just wanted to throw that out there. Lady Gaga's think, performing the national I anthem. Think that Don't would be... like that's just unfortunate <clears throat> right there. I just I I had to. Anyways, that's not that's that's not what I wanted to talk Why about. Why is it Super unfortunate? Today. Oh boy! Oh boy! I just I don't have any. Not a fan. Are you are you just like I indifferent just, about just it? Not a fan. Yeah. Just not a fan of Lady Gaga at all. What about are you just like indifferent about it, Eric? You just kind of just don't really care. Well, no, I just think that uh, Lady Gaga is a very good singer. Like I mean, she like is her, like. Yeah. For singing like a national anthem, I feel like she is. And she's crossed a good over voice like that. She's crossed over to more like big band, b- borderline Broadway type she's of a music. Lot with Tony Bennett, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, like, she just wears some clothes. You know. I would assume. I would I don't think they want another Janet Jackson. Anyway. Anyway, we all remember the Janet. I don't know how old we all were, but we all remember Janet Jackson. I was yeah. ten. You were ten. I was ten. Man, that was all four, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And the Patriots that played was, the uh, that was Panthers. the Panthers Super Bowl. It's only it's only right that we get a wardrobe out and Janet Jackson back on the stage. It's only right. It's only right. I mean, it's Super Bowl Fifty. Everybody's being all nostalgic. That's why we're bringing back old acts. So we bring back a wardrobe malfunction. 
I didn't say bring back the wardrobe malfunction, but I said <laughs> JT and Janet Jackson. I don't think anybody wants Janet Jackson to have a wardrobe malfunction now. No. At like 65. <laughs> How old she is? No, please. Thank you. I'm good. Moving on. <laughs> this is this like I just said Lady Gaga and now we're talking about wardrobe malfunctions. Um, so one of the big storylines that's been going on really ever since it was official that these two teams the Panthers and the Broncos, if you haven't heard already a billion times, now are going to meet. It's really the tale of the tape and just how different uh, both uh, both sides of the tape are when it comes to the quarterbacking thing. We're obviously talking about Peyton Manning, you know, the established, the established veteran somehow made a quote-unquote resurgence, a.k.a. Brock, Was- Brock Osweiler wasn't getting done, so they put him... Br- so they put back in Payton, and then the defense got them to this point with a little bit of help from Payton. And then, and all that, and we all know what Payton Manning, we could go down the list of Payton Manning's uh, milestones and everything like that. All we know is that he's a future all Hall of Famer, first ballot. And on the other end, we have the young, the trendy, the hip, the dabbing Superman, the loud, outspoken, fun-loving any other adjective I can think of, man, in Cam Newton, and a lot of people, and a lot of people who are like casual fans of football, are may have picked sides because of just based on how the attitudes and the styles and personalities of both of either quarterbacks, and you know Peyton Manning has hasn't said much about it because why would he a because this doesn't really pertain to him this is more so pertaining to cam newton which everyone's been asking and everything and then he gives his two cents and then that he then he brings out the fact that he's all that he is all that he's happens to be a very successful black quarterback which you don't see a lot of and then he tossed out that there aren't many like him <coughs> russell wilson uh but we, we don't we don't need to talk about everyone forgets about Russell Wilson. But uh, don't forget Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Bridgewater too. Exactly, he's up and coming. So, so I mean, Tyrod Taylor in the Pro Bowl. Tyrod yeah. Taylor in the Pro Bowl. Jameis Winston down yeah, in Tampa. None of them are playing at Cam's level. That is true. And he's been in the league for a couple of years. Though. Historically, how many have played at Cam's level? Not many. Few. Not many. I think that's, that's what he was. That's at. that's that's probably it. Probably most likely and, it is what it all is. All of them don't have the same sort of um, what's the they don't have um, bravado. Not yeah, they they don't act like Cam. Cam is is an outgoing. He's out there. He's trendy. Jameis he's a, a kid. Yeah, he, he, Jameis acts like that. I feel like Jameis and him have uh, yeah, very similar again, personalities. Isn't playing at his level. That's well, he's only, he Jameis is probably playing similar level as Cam Newton was but his rookie not, year. He's not in the Super Bowl, and he he didn't go fifteen and one. I th- well, yeah, I know. I just, I'm not saying. No, no, no. I, I'm I, saying, I, I, he, and I'm also not saying that uh, Jameis will. I'm just saying that they're. Similar personalities. Oh, I, think can. I, I like Jameis. Oh yeah, I do too. But I think he was the better of the two. You know, Mariota Winston. Uh, like I said, I think Jameis Winston was the better quarterback going in, and I think he's oh, yeah. a better quarterback coming out of the rookie season. Agreed. But but like back to the whole Cam Newton thing. Like, are are people making this whole comparison between the two styles? Like. And they're not even really talking about. It's it's not even so much that they're talking about the field of play styles. It's like we've come, people have completely jumped past that, and they're just like, well, forget that. We already know we're going to get in the Super Bowl. We're, we're going to find out Sunday. Let's talk about how they are off the field. Are people making this too big of a deal? Does it really matter 
if Cam, that Cam Newton is essentially, as I like to call it, a little kid in a big man's body, like, are people making it too big of a deal? Are his yes. action, are his actions maybe making it worse, or are people just caring too much? Is race even playing a factor in this? Like, what, what, what do you guys make of this? I, uh, I would say it's not that big. I think people are making a big deal, too much of a big deal out of it. But because, like you said, he's still a kid. He's still maturing as a football player on and off the field. So, you know, him getting older, he'll understand and maybe can't cut back a little bit on some of his outgoingness. But I mean, he he can still be outgoing, but still handle it in a different way, like Peyton Manning always has. You know, it doesn't seem like he's changed very much since he came in the league a long time ago. So. Eric? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> just going off what he said, Peyton Manning, he's pretty much had the same personality, you know, all throughout his career and stuff. And Cam Newton, obviously, was somewhat of a character his whole career. And not, that's not a knock on him or anything, just he's just been uh, more outspoken and stuff like that, but really not anywhere near what he was this year. Like, this year, was he was acting a lot different than he had been the last three or four years that he was in the league. I can't remember how many for sure. But, <clears throat> and that's probably because he was having more fun with it and stuff because his team was winning. Like, last year, obviously, his team was made the playoffs, but I think they had a below 500 record, correct, last year? It was a 7-9. Yeah, like, so, mm-hmm. obviously, a below average team for record. That's not technically not true. Below average, I won't say that. But just not a record you usually see for the uh, playoffs. making the playoffs, yeah. and he wasn't acting like he was, like he is now. He wasn't acting like that last year, two years ago, or anything like that. So I think that's just something that's coming along. It's easy to have fun when you're winning and stuff like that, but when Cam Newton lost, he he didn't really have the same. It's hard to explain what I'm trying to say. He didn't have the same uh, maybe bravado as you said before. Right. Uh, after losses, his loss he had this year, he was not going and handing footballs to uh, to the kids at, when they were losing and stuff. So really I just feel that this is being blown out of proportion, but Cam Newton is uh, he's doing it a little bit himself, maybe unintentionally just because he's having more fun and stuff because he's actually winning and his team is playing extremely well. So you should be having fun with it. But back to what you said, I think it is being blown way out of proportion because I don't think – it's nearly as important as the football game itself. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's right. everything going into the football game. I think one of the last things, or even if you bring it up at all, would be that he's a successful uh, black quarterback. You know, I don't really think that's something that any person or reporter, something that needs to focus on. I think there's so many more things with this game that they can focus on other than that. That would be far more important and really better for the press to see and stuff like that. Asian? Um, yeah, you mentioned, you know, earlier if race has to do with anything. I think it, at the very core of it, it might, especially with a lot of things that are going on, like with the presidential election, Donald Trump, all that stuff, there's a, a lot of race stuff going on right now. So I think maybe at, at the, the, the core of it, but at the very front uh, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I don't like him because he dances and he, and he goes he's around. cocky, he's this, cocky and yep. this and that." And you know, you look at other athletes and they don't say that. Like with Steph Curry, they don't they don't talk about how he's cocky. 
or when Gronk gets into the end zone and he spikes the heck out of the ball. He has a party bus for or, crying out loud. Or exactly, or when Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown and hits the quan. Nobody talks about that. And I just think that people are blowing this extremely out of proportion. And it it, it just needs to like there's a football game going on. This is this topic is for people who like football but don't want to talk about football. This is the topic that gets them by. It's like, oh, do you like Cam Newton or not? No, because he he dabs and he dances and he's having fun. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? He's he's playing good football and he's winning. And of course he's going to have fun. If you don't like the dances he does, that's different. But that doesn't make him a bad person or a cocky person. That makes him a young person who is doing the dances that are trendy. What I mean... How does that make him a bad person? Let's also remember that at one point in the middle of the season, someone sent a letter to the Charlotte Observer saying, like an open letter to Kim Newton, saying that his dancing and everything distressed his, uh, distressed her, her a kid and everything. Like I read that article and like yeah, every, that was like the laughing stock of the internet. Like people, like people, legitimately like found the found the lady and like ripped her to shreds in public. Then you know Gronk's party bus or his new party cruise about dad, to come out. You know, yeah. I picked uh, Arizona because of the parties. That's not distressing your kids. I mean Gronk is worse, and he is still the face of the NFL. One of the faces of the NFL because oh he likes to have fun. So does Cam. Cam Newton's a face of the NFL and yeah. likes to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, one is hated and one is loved. Well, hey, if we're gonna talk, I feel about like a lot of like people dislike Gronk. Johnny Manziel yeah. likes to have fun too, but uh, who likes to have fun? Johnny Manziel likes John, to yeah. have fun too, but yeah. he's well, just he, getting in trouble for it. I mean, that's you got to look at it too. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, Cam Newton really has established himself this year as an elite quarterback. He's led pretty much every category yep. as far as a quarterback goes, and. You know, Johnny Manziel hasn't established himself as a starter, nothing. So, you know, he's still – I mean, he's younger, but he still got has a lot of mature maturity ahead of him. So, Joe, oh, and does I, – Wait, what was the question? No, no, I was just going to – I was just going to say, like, are – basically bring uh, – say, like, are we making too big – are people making too big of a deal of Cam Newton's personality? Oh, yeah, or? absolutely. I definitely agree with Adrian. Um, I mean, who cares – like, the only reason we're talking about this is because the NFL scheduled this, in my opinion, poorly. They gave the teams two weeks. So we got two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl, and we've been talking about the Panthers since, I don't know, week, what, seven? They've been talking about the Panthers still being undefeated for how long and how good can this team be. So that's the only reason they're looking at it so closely. But really, who cares? Every, every athlete has their own little thing that they do. Whether it's more defined for others than others, I mean, every every young athlete especially has one. Um, I mean, you look at other young athletes in other sports. You look at, uh, like, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler for in golf, for example. Like, they're, they're still learning. They make mistakes. But in my opinion, they're good for the game. Um, they're good role models. They're not, from what I've seen, doing anything outrageous, crazy, majorly unethical i mean same thing with cam newton not that i don't no, say seeing, when's the last time we heard anything yeah, bad about cam newton bad stuff about cam newton but we hear bad things about johnny manzel and we hear bad things about uh uh what other players um 
Johnny Manziel sticks in my head right now. Because he's the only yeah, one. Yeah, he's the big <laughs> one. But, uh, uh, but I don't know. I think I think the media makes a big deal out of a lot of you s- things that are too little. I was going to say, you said something that really stood out uh, amongst all of that, which I think is a big point in all this. Every single athlete, when they're at the top of their game, when they have like a big microscope under them, I guess you could say one of the faces of a league or something like that, they all have their little things that's that you know like kind of sort of like separate them from the rest is kind of like a trademark uh going with off tiger woods he had he he had he had the the um, the fist the fist pump like the big basically wind up fist pump you know uh uh in soccer cristiano Ronaldo, whenever he scores he runs does the point this and then like kind of like does a like a look at me now type of thing uh cam newton has the dab terrell owens he had he had a situation where it's kind of like a flexing thing uh, the closest thing I could think of in baseball, bat flipping. yeah, the, the thing I could think of in baseball is bat flipping. The most prominent one is the, is the Jose Bautista bat flip. God, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. So do I. That was a great. Oh, can we all agree that was the greatest bat flip? Like, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. It's a key moment in the game. You can't argue that. Yeah. You know, basketball. Steph Curry. He he has he has a double he has the 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 double pump thing in the in the point up to the sky. Everybody has that. Thing, signature. yeah. Everyone has a signature move. LeBron has has what he calls the neutralizer, his little his little celebration after he hits a game winner. You know, Kobe Kobe Bryant. Fist pump. Yeah, the he little just holds his fist yeah the little the fist pump and looks like he's ready to kill somebody, even though he just won the, won the game. The you know what Jordan used to do? Yeah, yeah. The the underbite. The underbite. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan kinda had the same. He just had thing? fist pump sticking his game. tongue out. Oh, yeah, right. There you go. I'm gonna say Jordan had the signature like the t- the tongue sticking out. So it's just like, and I mean we, and maybe it's the fact that Peyton Manning is like when he when he does something good. He high fives. He puts his hands up, and then he like, then he like, and then he walks over to the bench. But I mean, like, and when we let's look at kind of something like a little bit close to here in Wisconsin, Brett Favre. What every time he threw, he got a touchdown. The dude, dude was a twelve year old and a forty year old's body running around, arms up and everything. You would like, you you were like, dude, Brett, calm down. You're gonna hurt something. You're gonna break something. Calm down. Aaron Rodgers, the discount double check. Like every athlete has their thing. It just so happens. It just so happens, and I don't know, and I don't know. Like you, you mentioned the thing, Adrian. That that that's in the smallest bit. In the smallest bit, race might be at the core because of everything going on, just in the social landscape of things. Maybe it's the fact that we haven't had like an that we haven't had like an elite black quarterback in the Super Bowl since what Donovan McNabb, right? In yeah. in the in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 04? Right. in, in 04? No, I would say Russell. Uh, I kind of think Russell Wilson. Right, but he, but, on right, but even Russell Wilson is more is more like is more like it's like uh, compared to Cam Newton, you know, like tame, like the only like the last like kind of like somewhat bigger personality yeah, was maybe only, a McNabb. The only thing similar between Russell Wilson and Cam Newton is their skin color. Yeah, that's and that's what we were talking about. Right, so it's just like that's the it's, that's what we were talking about there. So and I think and I think the media, yeah. and I mean we and I guess it's because like. All of us are technically in the media. We all want to be involved in it. I th- so I can kind of say we, as in we, not all, not everyone, but we tend to make a, such a big deal out of nothing. And I don't know if it's the fact that there's so much of a dead zone between the ch- the championship, the conference championships, and the Super Bowl. I don't know. It could be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little bit. I think it's part of part of it's being nitpicky, and a part of it's just like. 
goes back to the, whole, the NFL being like the no fun league and everything like that. Like this, like this is a man who is throughout his entire life has won. He's coming to the NFL. He's been really good, not elite yet, up, up, up before this year. Really good, but been part of some kind of borderline underwhelming Carolina, Carolina teams. Now that he's winning and he's gone from really good to elite, now we're going to criticize him for having fun. Like, now we're going to sit and be like, nope, you can't do that. You can't dance. You can't give a, you can't give a ball to a kid. Like, come on. Like, what do you, like, what do you want? It's not even, this becomes not a Cam Newton thing. This becomes a whole league-wide thing. What do you want them to do? Be like robots? Just like run, hit each other, score a touchdown? Yay. Here's a ball, ref. High five. Run back to this. What do you want, what do you want him to do? It's like, I, so I mean, like, it. When Cam Newton was just like he's 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 unapologetic for everything, he should be, because there's nothing for him to be sorry for. And if he ever thought about being apologetic, I would if I was one in his inner circle, I'd probably smack him across the face and be like, "You do you." This is why people gravitate, and it's just weird because like especially in the NFL, like wouldn't they want this? They want people talking about this. They want more people like him. And if we're gonna go back to the racing. Like, they want more. What's the big stigma around the NFL? Not enough black quarterbacks. You got one who's elite, and he's having fun like any other one is. Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is another one. We don't talk about him. Why? Because he's not at the level Cam Newton is yet. But we're so quick to degrade somebody, whether they're white, black, whatever, at the top of the game, and when they have fun, but we want to rip them down and be like, nope, you can't do that. And it's not just a football thing. It's everything. So it becomes a matter of like, well, what, what do we want out of our athletes? Do we want them to be just stone-faced or do we want them to be people that kids and everything can look up to and whatnot? I think it comes from that stigma of um, act like you've been there before right. type of deal. Oh, that old phrase, right. Right, yeah. but there's, there's a line. It's like you can, you can act like you've been there before while having fun, and that's exactly, I think, what Cam Newton is doing. He's dancing. That's, that's literally what he does. He goes, scores a touchdown, dabs, gives the kid a ball. Okay, and then he'll point if they get a first down. What player doesn't point Seriously. if they get a first down? It's, it's, it's not like he's going into a defender's face and, you know, taunting them or like, come on, let's go. Well, he's done it a couple then. times, does, but not, but not enough. Oh, he does that, he does that but, more but often everyone than does, most, but most players. Everyone does at some point. Everyone does. Everyone yeah. does at some point. I will, I will say that. Everyone does. Everyone has at some point in time. So, I mean, it's like looking at players like uh, Reggie Miller. You like Reggie Miller, don't you? I do like Reggie Miller. Reggie love Reggie Miller. He's a trash talker in the game, but you still love Reggie Miller because he won. So why is it different with Cam Newton? Same thing for Reggie Jordan. Miller didn't yeah, do a whole lot of winning. Reggie Miller didn't do a whole lot of winning. You're right. But he, he won regular season, but he never won anything big. The right? biggest one I would say is, is Jordan. Everyone knows how much of an arrogant prick he is, but, but he's the most adored figure in sports history ever. And he was one of the best track sh- trash talkers of all time. Of all time, probably across all sports, most and everybody likely. Everybody knows the iconic you know, game winner runs up and then fist pumps right. in midair. Gets the Cavaliers, yeah. Poster. That's on a poster. So why is it different between Michael and Cam? Because Michael Jordan's the best player to ever play basketball. Now he is. <laughs> when it was all said and done. Yeah. When, when it was yeah. all said and done, he was the best to ever play basketball. But at that time, he was the best player in the league. Probably in the middle of a who's better, you know, Magic, 
Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Jordan. Yeah. Like, right now, it's LeBron or Steph Curry, LeBron or Kobe, LeBron or Jordan. Durant, and, you know, it's yeah. it goes way down the line, yeah. I just don't get why it's so different. Is it because he's young? Is it because he's using trendy topics now? Like, it's a new dance? He wears zebra print pants. I think possibly it's <laughs> just because... Who cares what kind of pants the guy wears? Thank you. Yeah. I think Who cares? One Nobody thing... cares what pants I wear to work or school every day. What do you care what kind of pants he wears to work every day? Well, it's it's different. He's professional athlete in the, the limelight of the press and stuff like that. People, but... people want to know what... People like that are doing like professional but athletes, people, actors, stuff like that. People but that doesn't TV. mean they have to like suppress who they are, though. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying other people care. Right, right. Care okay. what they do because right. they're they're the people that are setting trends. You know, Cam Newton helped set move the dab dance into the Basically, spotlight of yeah. America mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But so. he's winning. Oh yeah, like, I know. Up up until this point. He was an out there player with personality-wise, but he wasn't as big as this. So it's not like he was a. Per- oh, sorry, never mind. I don't it, don't mean to interrupt. It's you. not like they were. It's it's not like he's doing this while they're losing. I mean, yeah, he's been controversial before. He still has always pointed, but that's him. And now that they're winning, he's allowed to have a little bit more fun. I mean, he's not a stone cold, stone faced athlete I'm, everybody's different there's different personalities as long as he's winning nobody's talking about the fact that how are the broncos gonna uh, uh approach cam newton because if they put seven guys up front right and, and suppress the the passing game he can still beat you with his legs if they blitz him he's gonna beat you with his legs or find an open receiver and he's Nobody. big enough to, sh- to shed them all exactly. off too and they, they have a, pro- a, a dominant running game a dominant defense and nobody's talking about this Nobody, I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about the actual football game. All I hear is Cam Newton. I don't like him. He dances too much. He's a black quarterback. This and that. It's it's annoying. I'm just, I'm ready for the game to get here so I can just watch the football game. All right, I think we can all agree that we're hearing two. Like it's it's from the sounds of it. Like from the outside, if they're from an outsider's perspective, it sounds like it sounds like Denver Broncos versus Cam Newton, or is it Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers? Because we're hearing a whole lot about Cam Newton. What about the fact that they're doing all this and their best receiver got hurt in training camp and was out for the entire season? We don't want to talk about that storyline now, do we? You know, there's a lot of storylines that we tend to miss. I mean, yeah, pay, 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 man, his last game and and everything. We could talk about Brock Osweiler. We could talk about Brock Osweiler about whether or not this is his team or what did it, it, it was a Peyton Manning that got him there or was it Brock Osweiler that got him there? But for whatever reason, we all just want to be like. Cam, hate him. I hate him. I hate Cam. Like Peyton Manning has no feelings in his the tip of his throwing hand. And he's in the Super Bowl. And again. he's in the Super Bowl, and nobody wants to talk about that. That's incredible. I, I mean, know, I mean, unless twenty four hours of sports coverage, and nobody can talk about that. <laughs> because for this reason, it's juicy. People talk about it. Like places like ESPN, that's what they do. They they'll talk about the things that are going to get the most people talking and stuff like that and talking about if the Panthers offensive line can take the different type of zone blitzes and stuff that are coming from the Broncos defense that's not what people want to hear about like like people want to hear about like not us obviously we want to hear about the actual aspects of the game that are going to win and lose the game but to the average sports fan because I can say we're not the average sports fan here right that 
they just want to hear about the interesting stuff, maybe not even pertaining to the game. Stuff like, what type of pants did Cam Newton wear? Or what type of mask did, jo- did do- Josh Norman wear to media day for the first day of the Or maybe those are the type of fans game. who care who's going to sing the national anthem. Exactly. Or the athlete's kids. Exactly. Or, that's or, athlete's or, kids. or watch the Super Bowl commercial specifically. Or the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, the exactly. Sporting news you get on Good Morning America. That's what people want to see. And exactly. Basically. And that's kind of what ESPN is becoming too a lot more because they're just going after, not necessarily the. Uh, they're not. They're, the de- they're deviating from sports. The yeah, what's, like what's the juiciest they're, story like out there right now? Right. They're become the ESPN's becoming straight up pop culture. Yeah, that's especially really around Super Bowl time. They've yeah. become increasingly pop culture, and it does them no favors that you have a guy like Cam Newton who's transcended pop culture over the past few months. You know that's why I like sports radio. Yeah. Right. Sports radio will talk about this. But they'll also talk about the game itself, and I'll get to listen to analysts who talk about the game itself, and they'll tell me what kind of coverage Denver's going to run or what kind of coverage exactly. the Carolina's going to run. How to contain Cam Newton. And, exactly. Yeah. exactly. All righty. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, oh, wow is literally one of the, probably the best thing. But uh, let's get into some final thoughts if the music can actually – wow, that's the fastest it's ever loaded. All right, Joe, start us off. Super Bowl to get here so that the media will stop talking about all the other storylines not really pertaining to the game. That is my final thought. Adrian? That was a good uh, wrap-up of everything <laughs> we just talked about. Uh, nah, um, I don't know. Uh, baseball for a short you know, week span is back this week. I'm very happy that the Caribbean Series is going on. Although ESPN... Watch ESPN's not letting me watch the games. Isn't it on ESPN Deportes? Yeah, but I don't have ESPN Deportes. And I was trying to watch it, stream it, but it wouldn't stream, so I might have to watch a replay of it. I think I know there's a way you can kind of you can kind of backdoor that. I'll let you know after the show. I think I know what you're talking about. Eric? Cam Newton's completion percentage this year was 28th in the league. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if elite quarterbacks have 28th best completion percentage in the league. The most elite dual threat quarterback, maybe. Currently. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, 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 the different that. percentage doesn't, doesn't count how many drop, or uh, includes how many uh, the drop passes are. Like, there is no stat for drop passes or um, catching percentage. That's a problem, and he doesn't have the best wide receivers. Ted Ginn's his, his go-to guy. Drop balls don't account, don't make you the 28th best completion percentage in the NFL, though. Day in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Um, I'm ready for the Super Bowl just to be here and pretty much to be over with. I'm getting tired of talking about all this nonsense and waiting for the pitchers and catchers to report for spring training. <laughs> this, my man. This yeah. Right here. So yep. I'm, ready, I'm ready to go for some baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final thought. Yo, that's a good question. My final thought. I already gave my obligatory Manchester United update of, of, of the of the week, so that's out the window. Um, I don't know. Cole plays in the Super Bowl. I called it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> don't don't. Beyonce throwing Jay Z. I called Beyonce and Jay Z. Wait, I called Coldplay and Beyonce. Anyways, this has been um, this has been 9170 at WSUW. Whitewater, this is Hawk Talk. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, 5 p.m. New cast of characters.
more talk about the Super Bowl as part of our Super Bowl 50 coverage week. We'll promise it won't be. We promise we won't harp on Cam Newton's pants or dabbing or anything of the sorts. Anyways, we will see you guys later. Have a great one. Stay safe out there.